Yes, people, Samoyo on the podcast. I've wanted this woman on for a long time, ever since I met her. She made an impact, as she does in every room she walks, I am sure. She was the founder of Morning Gloryville. Do you know Morning Gloryville? Do you know how pioneering this movement was for the wellness dance industry? The sober rave crews that exist now would have been somehow impacted by Sam's pioneering instrumental time with Morning Gloryville creating. They set her on such a path. It's a thriving industry now, celebrating its 10th year. I mean, it feels a bit weird to say that because that's not true. People have been sober for a long time. But in terms of the spaces, in terms of the spaces that now exist, anyway, moving swiftly on, she is a two times TEDx speaker. Check the links in the description. If you don't know about Samoyo, you're gonna know. She holds nothing back. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. She she really is. She's doing some powerful stuff always when I have the pleasure to check in or bump into her. And she brings laughter. She brings joy. She brings truth. And that's what we dive into today. She has something to announce. And we get to hear all about it on the podcast. It's connected to her One Spirit Interfaith Foundation, which she is practicing as a minister. So we get to know all about this in the podcast. It's free-flowing, it's raw, and I think ultimately she is a community builder. She brings people together. The podcast really dives into loving oneself before another, loving beyond agreeance, meeting yourself before you meet another, and what that really looks like. So enjoy the podcast with Sam Moyo. But first, please, if you are curious to find out more about my immersions coming up this year, if you are a man or you identify as a man and you're looking for a space to be raised up, to meet your edges, to allow you to safely come out of your comfort zone, to lead yourself into a bigger energy, this is a space to really get close, personal on your direction and your purpose as a man. More info in the description. I've got three events this year, April, June and August. I would love to be around the fire in this intimate space with you. Also, I'll mention if you want to get involved in the podcast community from as little as £3 a month, just buying me a coffee once a month. I'm sure you'd do that if we lived in the community. Now, you could be a part of a community. It's online, but who knows? The possibilities are endless. If you want to join from as little as £3 a month, then please go over to the Patreon link in the description and you'll find all the information there. But first, over to the sponsors. Do you love coffee? Maybe you're dependent on it. Well, if you are, surely you should be prioritising the best kind of coffee. All coffee is not created equal. Coffee is the most sprayed crop in the world and full of mycotoxins, but we know that by now, right? My good friend Alex Higgum in 2020 set out to make the world's healthiest coffee without compromising on taste and sustainability. Organic, lab-tested nine times, packed full of antioxidants and polyphenols, which have been linked to produce inflammation, heart disease, and boost brain function. They do three types of coffee, house, dark, decaf, 
and I love they do this. Why? Because when you see a menu with hundreds of options, you just know they can't be doing all those things well. So by focusing on a few, they can double down on the sourcing and roasting. They are plastic and compostable, members of B Corp and Soil Association, and they have an impressive blog and weekly newsletter that they pack full of useful health-related tips. Go check them out. I support these guys wholeheartedly. Very proud to call them the sponsors of the show. Use code CGP or click the link in the description to give you £10 off your first bag on a full flexible subscription. You can cancel any time if you don't notice the difference. 450 gram bags of coffee, 30 cups for just £8. You are welcome. Next, we have Wild Soul Sandals. The further we get away from nature, the more disease illness there is. This is no different when you're thinking about your feet balance, posture, support, strength, the foundations of you. Now, preventing the risk of injury by exposing your feet to the variety of ground that there is. We do this in the gym. We stress our bodies to adapt. It's the same process with your feet. And if you care about your health, are your feet included? Enter Wild Soul Sandals, the closest thing to being barefoot as possible. Tom and James have handcrafted some of the world's finest sandals. UK produced from animal-friendly materials and shipped in recycled and plastic-free packaging. Now I could talk about the benefits of minimal footwear all day. Zero drop sole that is thin and flexible to allow your feet to truly feel the ground beneath you like millions of years of evolution wants you to. For form and function, you can actually select the thickness of the sandal on the website the biggest functional difference between these and standard pair of flip-flops, not that you should even compare them, but the adjustable straps hold your feet secure so that your toes don't have to grip on any part of the sole. The wide toe box and the lack of constraint allows your feet to expand as much as they need to when you put weight on them. I've worn these sandals in all weathers and all occasions, from weddings to dancing, to the beach, to the snow. I know Tom hasn't worn another pair of shoes for years. He truly lives his mission. Use code CGP10 at checkout for 10% off. Head to the website. There's a variety of color straps on there. They are all your feet needs. So I really love this question, what does it mean to be human? Because it just takes me straight to what does divine and divinity mean? Mm -hmm. um, because I like, obviously, I'm studying to be an interfaith minister. And within that, I'm learning from all these different faith parts and cultures and religions. Ooh, scary word. Um, you know, and I'm really finding that God, Allah, like, like, Jesus, Muhammad, whatever, like they, they're all about one thing. Mm. They're all about that light and dark expression that, um, yeah, that is in our world. So like when we talk about love, like even when we do fall in love, it's never like one linear, beautiful, easeful thing. Love includes like our shadows. Love includes our angry days. Mm. Love includes mm. grief, you know. So I think when I think of like, what does it mean to be human? I think, what does it mean to be a divine being? Mm. Um, and a divine being um, has all the light, all the dark, um, in, and is perfectly imperfect. Um, but that is... That is divine perfection. Um, and I think, 
Yeah, like very often I'm just so wanting to remind myself and others that, you know, um, and then it takes us into community. What is community? Mm -hmm. What is connection? Um, and as you and I have been exploring is like relationships as well. Like, do we want to be in relationships that are just easy and peaceful? Or do we want relationships that have ease and peace, but also challenge us to grow, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and challenging us to grow means sometimes being triggered. It means sometimes, um, you know, having parts of yourselves revealed to you that you're like, ah, you haven't wanted to see, you mm. know? Um, and it often means staying in the discomfort. Um, and actually just like coming back to what does it mean to be human? <laughs> I think it is being able to stay in the discomfort <laughs> of yeah. life, you know, um, and see the light through that, you know, experience light through that. How would you define love? Because I think love, love is such an interesting one, because when you talk about divinity, it, the word love is very close to that, right? Mm. It's like a, a thread of mm. a thread that we can all understand and it just it brings us all mm. into the same space, let's say. Yeah, I think when I think of love, I think of divine love um, as something different to romantic love, as something mm. different to family love, as something different to friendship love. When I think of divine love, I don't think I can describe what it is. Um, it's more of a feeling of like something greater like working through me through us through life and um when i tap into this energy of divine love it's more like yeah this like holding energy that seems to have all our backs that maintains gravity um you know that propels all of us through the good times and the bad um um and that leads us to destruction sometimes as well you know too much of it um mm. So, yeah, I guess when I think about divine love and love, I think of like the thing that keeps the world ticking over, that source. Um, and it's not, it's not just the beautiful side. I very much think love comes in many forms. Divine love is with us in many ways, you know? Um, and that's something I've learnt really in the last year more than anything. Because um, I used to be so, I'm quite a sensitive person. I'm really emotional and like I hurt very easily. And yeah, I just realised there's a camera there. <laughs> and I hurt really easily. And um, we obviously we you know we've gone through christianity judaism mm. earth-based faith parts and now oh and then we went into buddhism and buddhism was such an interesting one for me because obviously i had meditated over the years and like read things but i'd never really gone into that notion of suffering as a part of life Mm. and appreciating suffering that suffering is a part of life which is very buddhist right? yeah it's very buddhist and I, I i don't think that had landed as well as it has this year so now i'm like oh suffering is a part of life okay what are the tools and practices that i need to hold me and suffering is no longer this bad dark thing it's like part of 
again what makes us human part of the love that whatever the god of our understanding is bestows upon us you know and you know by all means to anyone listening like i do not wish suffering upon anyone and mm. i don't condone any hurts or harms that happen mm. in the world to me or anyone but you else avoid it. but but i think what i'm just alluding yeah. to is what i've like really personally come to terms with is we we can't avoid it and it's really learning to hold that and through for me through accepting that i'm less like love and light there's more resilience when things happen i'm like okay this is a challenge there's there's an opportunity here what can i learn from this environment if it's grief i let myself feel it i let myself feel it mm. so hard and i'm with it and surprisingly the more i've been letting myself feel these things then the next day i'm like i'm fine <laughs> <Ta-da>! mm. <laughs> you know and so that's been yeah i just i'm so grateful that that um those teachings landed in front of me mm. yeah yeah i'm sure they keep happening right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. literally so yeah this is where the term spiritual bypassing kind of feeds in right because yeah. this is what tends to happen when we we're like oh we can choose we can choose what to focus on we can mm. choose positivity let's mm. be positive let's be joy only mm. joy like there's that taint to lots of spaces mm. that you see and like the more the more we express the more we can feel like well and good and we can we can we can really reach for those heights but then what tends to what can happen is that when the when when the suffering comes in which mm. you can't avoid maybe it's a death maybe whatever it is maybe it's a part of you that needs to die and you're not looking at it when that comes in do we just not look at it and think, no i'm going to focus on the positive and yeah. and bypass essentially the, what is the human experience which is needing to grieve needing to feel mm. essentially like feeling the depths of what it is that's totally and i think for me spiritual bypassing it took me a really long time to understand this and i think spiritual bypassing the way it's shown up in my life is not paying my taxes on time <laughs> you okay. know like you know that's also spiritually oh, really? bypassing okay. to me you know um like yeah not doing yeah. the dishes like mm -hmm. for two days or something you know um i think yeah spiritual bypassing is an interesting one it's not only us like being evangelical and like you know avoiding like mm -hmm. you know um social justice issues which i do think is a really big thing within the wellness community that i um not just the wellness community actually that's really unfair of me to yeah mm -hmm. to just say that but i think um yeah there's it's, ways it's highlighted there because it's more shocking when you see it yeah it's like when you see people saying they're standing for something yeah and then but it's always our own projection of what we've assumed to be the case or what yeah. we would assume someone that says i have these values and this is what i want everyone to feel to, to have access to a, mm. to, to like certain practices or whatever it might be or a platform or so what happens there is it's more shocking when you actually see the like yeah the, the like taint to social injustice in that space and when we see our own shadows because i think often what happens and i've had it before when i've been called out for certain things and then i've thought oh that makes me a bad person and it's actually stopped me me be going into oh what that person saying i'm a bad person has stopped me from actually seeing what they're bringing up 
And I think that happens in spiritual communities a lot, like when things are brought up around race or, um, yeah, race is something I can really work with, mm -hmm. where when people are like, okay, can we have, um, yeah, more diversity, more inclusion and like, you know, you have like a white spiritual community being like, oh, no, man, you're like going into victimhood or whatever. But I think ultimately it's sometimes when those things are brought up, people take it as we're doing something wrong. But that's not actually what's happening. Um, and so I'm hoping at least for 2024 and a lot of the conversations and learnings that are happening in the world that we are all able to separate um, between when social justice matters are brought up and what that says about us. Um, and I think for me, that's been a really big, something I've learned massively to the point that now I'm like, I really appreciate it when people like name my blind spots mm -hmm. and share the things lovingly because I then, I know that I'm learning I'm like yeah I know that I'm learning something and I find a way to meet them where they are with whatever the issue is without it needing to be about what it means about me mm -hmm. um, and so yeah so spiritual bypassing is a thing um, I can also speak into like the recent external affairs that have been happening that have been so hard for all of us you know like i've had friends on different sides um of this war you know israel and palestine and my heart has been so with everyone and yeah there was you know i i did have a friend being like sam please speak up for palestine and all that's going on and I was like babe my heart's so there and I've been you know protesting and supporting people who are going through that grief like through my ministry work um, mm -hmm. and at the same time holding space on the other side for my friends who have family out in Israel who have been also experiencing that grief and it's been very interesting like towing that middle path of yeah. like yeah, my heart, you know, is with both. Um, and so how do I communicate this in mm. a world that really asks me to choose? Yeah, um, yeah, they want you to pick. Everyone, you know, people do want me to pick. Yeah, and, um, it's, it's, it, and it obviously does come from a, yeah. a place of, of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, when I tune into my own personal DNA and mm. my own pains about the world, like, I do feel... I do feel my heart is with Palestine and it's, like, the underdog. Um, like, my heart has been so with Palestine. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been interesting wanting to be a peace builder and being like, how do I do that, stand up for what I believe in and also be a bridge builder because I do believe in people coming together around these very for sure. difficult themes, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What have you been doing in terms of educating? Yeah. around this stuff or having conversations and how's that been 
you know showing itself in, in yeah 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 so it's mainly been in like hosting facilitating circles for people who feel grief on the different sides and just being that middle person whilst they listen to each other mm -hmm. um and that has felt like enough um and it's been really beautiful because i think sometimes I think listening circles for any situation, um, you know, it could be couples therapy or family constellations or anything. I think when different people are hurting about something and they see things from their own perspectives, I think there's nothing like everyone just sitting, sharing, listening, not trying to convince each other, not shaming each other for everyone, for our belief systems mm. and actually just holding the space. I, I think yeah, it's... I think that's the most progressive it, space to be in. Yeah, it just feels... When you don't have to get anywhere. Exactly. You can, just, you can just listen. Exactly. And respect each other for wherever we're at. Um, mm. I remember doing that type of work as well, like during um all the blm times as well and like i don't know i just yeah i think in a world that that sort of drives polarity through the media and everything yeah. you know i think that there is something mm. in letting humans be humans and letting there be diversity of opinions and voices and thoughts and us just being like oh we see things from different perspectives and not trying to enforce mm. yeah onto others so mm. and i have to constantly learn that because you know me i'm such a disruptor and you know like sometimes yes I get, and no though i think yeah it's like you have both sides i do like you can i can see that even in the way you're communicating now it's like you want to be that bridge yeah like, so you're going through the interfaith stuff i feel it's like yeah how can you like be a part of the conversation which is tearing the world apart essentially mm. and there's so much grief i i was in a mushroom ceremony the day and this and i had this big f m crazy like opening around like and it was nothing profound it was a, it was around like everyone is singing the same song to themselves or with other people like everyone's kind of singing the same songs you talk about different religions the same song is the interconnection of everything and love being like the premise it's all the same mm. theme it's the same song and everyone's dancing to the song but in very different ways mm. and the song gets quieter and quieter and the dance gets more kind of uplifted and, and like and, and the whole analogy was how can you remain listening to the song whilst like dancing in the rhythm of it because it gets lost mm. that the rhythm changes and the song kind of gets further away mm. the more and more we be in the world it's like be in the world but not of the world the more and more we like i guess integrate in back into the spaces of wherever we're mm. interrelating or just residing or whatever it might be it's like how how can I mainly it's mainly about me how can I keep listening to that song that I know and as I'm like there's a deep sense of knowing like especially in that ceremony space where it's like the knowing of like what I'm a part of what I can keep strengthening um, mm. with like a dedication to my mission or like my practice or like myself and how that just 
can affect everything because we can all know we're interconnected and we rely on each other Mm. that's like that's intellectual but there's a knowing there but how can we like act in that way how can we be and how can we live in that way Mm. and for me that's just the dance of how we walk into a room how we go into different spaces and and keep like showing up with that knowing yeah listening to the song well, actually, so one of the things with the training, cacao. I'm loving the cacao. One of the things with my training that I'm doing is that we have been specifically asked not to. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if we have been asked or actually it's been. I've been asked because mm-hmm. a pattern of mine has always been like feeling challenged in relationships and cutting people off or feeling challenged in communities and cutting those off um and actually my big like learning and practice this year has been staying in challenging relationships staying in Mm -hmm. challenging friendships staying in challenging communities and when that fire is burning and I want to get out like finding what is the opportunity here what is the beauty here like can I actually grow from being in this space of discomfort and can I grow next to someone who I'm feeling extremely challenged by. And um, I sometimes joke about it, but um, yeah, this year I feel like I've, I've healed <laughs> um, through some of the communities I'm part of. I've healed like my relationship with like fucking venture capitalists, you know, and like, you know, like all the judgments and things I had there. I've like healed a lot around um white men even like you know a certain type of person and mm-hmm. um of privilege and you know i've really healed that what as does that well. look like How, what's that healing look like, like yeah before and after? yeah i think um i think obviously like with the years like um with the last years and things that have come up like in the world um there's been a lot of stories running through me and the consciousness in general. And mm-hmm. I think I was actively like keeping myself away from certain types of people based on judgments I had around mm. them. And so um, just by off chance, like the universe literally put me in a pool of where I'm surrounded by um, people who like challenged those like um, beliefs inside me and it's just been so wonderful like like again like having your blind spots cracked open like becoming more compassionate realizing that you're carrying stuff based on that's like more ancestral than anything as well like fucking Mm -hmm. hell because that's something I've sometimes been learning that when something's happening with me and someone it's not actually us it's like where we're like where we come from and the fact that we're just literally going through the motions of healing something bigger than us Mm -hmm. like and that's been quite um yeah that's been really beautiful to just understand you Mm -hmm. know um and often i just wish it for other people um like again it just comes back to that bridge building i just like feel like we could all do with being like put in different communities and like being the odd one in that community and Mm. do you know what i mean i think we just could all learn yeah Um, we're all biased yeah to some extent yeah we have so many biases you know um yeah um 
yeah, I mean, where can we go from here? But I just... I'd love you to take us back. Back where? Back to you and your journey, I think. Like, early days. Like, what were some life-defining moments yeah. in, your, in your upbringing? I think I really love to... my upbringing? Like, yeah, early like days? Early days. Like, oh, if I was... Goodness. Obviously, we've, we've got a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if I... if to allow me to get to know you better yeah like what would you tell me you know yeah um some like real um big moments of like you think formed who you are today yeah um you know what my dad was always a very busy man and we got on so well so i grew up in zimbabwe mm -hmm. and so the first 15 years of my life were in harare and um, my dad was an academic and every morning he'd be up early writing something really intensely <laughs> thinking whatever um, and quite often I didn't know I didn't really understand the whole concept of love mm. um, and you, you know your parents care about you when you're young but you don't really understand the concepts sure. you know um, and one day I was like playing by a pool and it was before I'd learned how to swim and I went in and I was drowning and my dad who was like 50 meters away in deep conversation as always with other academics came running in all his clothes and like pulled me out and I just remember in that moment being like, like understanding what love was mm. and knowing that this person really cared for me. Um, and I think it formed my understanding. It formed one of my, what are, what, are, what do they call it? It's not your attachment style, but it formed one of my love languages. Sure, yeah. Um, and yeah, and yeah, so that's something that formed one of my lan love languages. And so for me, a love language that was formed from my early childhood is like being in service, doing some sort of action, to show people when I care about them mm -hmm. um, and it's something I only realized um, this year that like oh when I care about people I make things for them I you know I, mm -hmm. I go out of my way somehow you know mm -hmm. um, and that's been yeah that's mm -hmm. been that's something from my childhood also I was very much raised by my grandmother who's my mum's mum um and her friends the helping hand and the helping hand were basically this incredible group of closer women who had base they were expats from south africa who'd married zimbabwean men so living in harare and they basically formed this group of like Xhosa women mamas who if anything happened in the community you'd call the helping hand and the helping hand would come give prayers help at your wedding cook in the kitchen like whatever and so i grew up not only with yeah i just grew up not only with this like like academic thinking celebrations family mm -hmm. but like my grandmother and her friends who were so much about like community and service and sisterhood and and being inappropriate because like old ladies can get away with it right um and yeah um and a lot of love um and simplicity mm. um basically yeah so not like super wealthy family but like always somehow felt abundant and a lot of love um there were also like I don't want to 
you know, paint a beautiful picture entirely. Um, and I'm sure my mum, if she's listening to this, won't mind me sharing. There are also some pretty difficult things I experienced as a child from um, physical and sexual violence that um, I was angry about that when I think about now, I still feel like a lot of pain around. However, um, Oh, I hate to sound this. I sound like such a hippie who's who's doing way too much inner work. But I see the I have come to find the gift in some of the like really awful things that I experienced as a child. And, you know, I always wondered why I'm so sensitive, why I feel so much, um, why I can often extend compassion when people have hurt me. Mm. Um, more than others in my adult life and it's from those experiences mm, as well you've been there. I've been there yeah 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 so, that's, that's your superpower. yeah 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 so that is a superpower um, uh, what else from growing up my grandpa is probably the first person who taught me how to meditate um, he used to sit outside grandpa Joe he used to sit outside in his garden and just stare at his garden and I'd be like, what are you doing? And obviously he didn't say he was meditating. We spoke in Shona very often. Shona is a Zimbabwean language. And he just said, just sit and enjoy the garden. Mm, and I wow. just, so I remember that from quite a young age because there's an oldness in my spirit. From quite a young age, I've always enjoyed just sitting and looking at trees or plants and just really I just feel so calm and I learned that from quite a young age in my grandpa's veranda basically so mm. beautiful yeah so it reminds you of that and it's it's like it's a meditation right just mm. being with something just being really present with 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 the tree yeah with yeah and I like because I sp spent like up to 14 with my grandparents a lot like I really underestimate how they formed a lot of my behaviors like mm. you know their slowness like I mimicked I wanted to be them because I so looked up to their gentleness and they're the gurus the yeah, grandparents. yeah 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 and, really, yeah and the way they loved each other was so like beautiful and real mm. like you know my they went to different churches they didn't really do the same you know they didn't hang out with the same friends but there was this like acceptance and yeah. real togetherness um it's commitment it's just the yeah it's the cons consistent commitment of like yeah choosing choosing one person yeah unwavering sense of like that's the person i'm gonna die with you know yeah and oddly actually on that i mean i can't believe i'm sharing this on this podcast <laughs> but yesterday i i mean last year i married myself so as part of my training we have to write these ceremonies and last year i did a commitment to self ceremony but yesterday was a massive day for me, people, um, because, no, I got <laughs> married to my 
imaginary partner. Wow. Who, yeah. So I've I spent the last six weeks in like deep uh, planning. Um, off this ceremony, I know. I wish I'd brought. Tell this me script. about this imaginary partner. Oh my goodness! So they are. I mean, I, I didn't want to put a name on them or a gender on them. Yeah, so no need. they're currently called Beloved One. Okay. Um, very cheesy, and I. It was very interesting. So, on this course, I had to create a cer a wedding ceremony, um, for myself but be the celebrant as well mm -hmm. um so as the celebrant i had to take myself and my imaginary partner through the um yeah through preparations and steps that would lead to this massive moment and transition now, um, how, did that, how did that look yeah that how did that look so it all began some weeks ago with do i want to get married Good question. And I actually realized I'm I'm not for the whole being owned and like mm. brides being given away, like all those sort of things. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's just <laughs> Even the, really the statement let's is... give her away. Um, mm. You know, I'm not for the sort of patriarchal um, the conditionings mm. around the modern entrapment the entrapment <laughs> around the modern marriage but i am for sure. sacred union and yeah, i yeah. am That's, yeah like did you want to yeah i just th think it's like they're the same thing but they're mm. just seen or they can be held in a different way can't they it's mm. like you can look at the same visually the same thing but it's th just how how is it actually what's the intention there yeah and are you checking your own blind spots in that space exactly with like the conversations and yeah i mean it gets quite deep for people but it's it's just another way of relating to that experience because i know people have rejected it because of this because of yeah. the, the chaos that's ensued over the last you know couple of generations around marriage and and just how much that you know holds for people still because it's it's quite confusing at times but then rejecting it completely is that healthy mm. because it can push you all the way over here and it's like a swing of the pendulum and can we bring that into center and like having that moment of like you know just being with someone like choosing them and like having the circle having a ring that really binds you i think it's very powerful yeah and that that was interesting just being like okay do i want to do this and I did realize I do want that, mm. you know, even though I come from a divorced mum and dad, I do have some examples around of sacred unions that have lasted. Um, and like, I really love because I've slept around so much, <laughs> used to put on play parties, like <laughs> sucked a lot of cock and then decided to be a lesbian, like, you know, like when I do things, I like to do them really well um but now yeah so now like something that's actually exciting for me is being committed mm -hmm. uh, or committing um is going through um or learning how to maintain a sustained relationship wow. um and so the answer was yes and the steps i took in the lead up to yesterday the big day was um yeah so the first thing i did was i like it was really big work. I went through all my 
relationships, all the past relationships that I had, wrote down all their names and then went through a journaling practice of writing how the relationships started, ended, the challenges, the learnings and the gifts from each wow. one. And I've got enough to fill a book. <laughs> uh, well, it's not. Yeah, that's an exaggeration. But anyway, so I went mm. through all my significant relationships like since I was 18 and did that piece of work. And then I saw um, and then I went to the park um, and I've got this soil that I have from my home, family home in Zimbabwe. And I went and for each of the people, I laid our relationship and anything that I might not know hadn't healed down to rest and for that to heal. And it felt very powerful. And I think if I hadn't had this wedding coming up, I wouldn't have taken the time to truly revisit, see the patterns, what I'd yeah. played out, what had played out, um, but also like really um, put consciously put mm. anything to rest that might I might not have seen at the time, you mm. know? That's so, so powerful. So, so such powerful accountability to, yeah. to, to let go of all of that, which was yeah and mm. i really recommend it for everyone because i because it was like some of them years later or a bit of time later and actually one a bit more recent it just allowed space for me to actually see some of the patterns that had been playing out that i actually didn't realize um and so and it's it wasn't even about them or what had happened it was just like oh i see what's been going on what my soul's been playing out right might stop that you know might look out for that in the future you know mm. so that was an interesting practice and then and i really do recommend it whether you're getting married or not um yeah it might just be taking yourself out for a date which is kind of lower down on the yeah. scale of commitment or seeming so big yeah um t yeah just taking yourself out to dinner or like yeah. and just really like being with yourself yeah in that process yeah in that process um and then yeah so did that and then after that oh and meanwhile during all of this i started chanting namyo renge kyo um so it's a buddhist chant i was going through the buddhist gateway at the time in my ministry training i'm now in islam so that's a whole other conversation um, but underpinning this entire process was Buddhism, Buddhist practices, Buddhist teachings, mm -hmm. um, just for context. And then after the relationships, I then did something called a walking with ancestors uh, practice. And it's where you take your parents, your different ancestors for walks and you walk very slowly like Buddhist mindful practice walking and you're with that ancestor and you're listening to the messages that that ancestor has for you and you're integrating anything that that ancestor may have passed on to you because obviously our ancestors seeds remain in us mm. um, so you're taking them to walk whereabouts just anywhere so um, i i took i took my dad and for a walk um and that was really lovely because I hadn't taken gone on a walk with my dad for a long time. He passed away. So 
I was like, oh my God, this is so great. So I went for a walk with my dad. We were talking. I was listening. I was just trusting whatever was coming through. Um, mm. And a lot of integration happened there. And then I took my dad and my mum for a walk. And I realized, because my parents divorced when I was four, I'd never gone walking with my mum and dad. And that was interesting because... It was just, I was just like, this has never happened. Like, why has this never happened? Um, and through that, just got a lot of, um, I know I'm, you know, there's psychic aspects of me. Um, I just got a lot of wisdom around their relationship, a lot of missing pieces, but a lot of understanding about my relationship to relationship and what I'd learned from them or what I'd taken on from them. So that was beautiful to just get that perspective. And then I did the same for my grandparents on my mum's side mm -hmm. and my grandparents on my dad's side. And my grandparents on my dad's side was even more interesting because they were never together. It was one of those accidental situations. So that was interesting because I got so much information from there that I didn't realize was in my DNA that obviously my dad had felt about you know it being a quote-unquote mishap um, and also it being a relationship that happened when it was illegal for black and white people to get together in Rhodesia Zimbabwe back in the day so mm. I didn't I'd sort of you know your history you know your ancestry but until I went on that walk I didn't realize that that was still in that was in me their pain was in me their parting was in me and actually doing the walk helped integrate um, some of that and helped me understand why I had been playing out certain things as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so after walking all my ancestors, easy peasy, um, obviously over a few days, don't try and do everything all at once, people. Um, I then did the same thing. I went out to the park with the soil and I laid those couples and their relationships to rest and thanked them for like everything, like all the learnings and showings um, that they'd brought into my life. Do you, um, do you feel that people have, can only do this with people they've met or can this be extended into like... I think it can be extended to people you haven't met because I didn't spend a lot of time with my dad's real dad. So mm. that was a whole new experience for me. Like I mm. didn't know... I'd never seen my grandma and grandpa. Like, I didn't even know. I didn't know the things that came out would come out. I'm trying to respect them and not obviously share the details. But I didn't realize how, like, intentionally doing a ritual like that can actually tune you in with literally that time, that relationship, what happened but also how each individual felt like in relation to what happened. Mm. Like I didn't realize that. Mm. I mean, I guess I can talk more into the sort of culture race stuff. I think that was really hard to like love each other and want to be each other, but it being illegal. Yeah. Like, and I think in hindsight, I've played that out a little bit in the way I choose really difficult partnerships that are almost either can be unrequited or are not really possible. Sure. And so 
Yeah, it's what's familiar. Exactly, it's what's familiar, right?、Mm. So now that I'm aware of that and even speaking it, like it's something that can I feel is releasing for sure already. I、so. think the biggest thing I get from that is like the ability to listen, because、mm. I'm just trying imagining like myself taking my answers out for a walk, and I'm thinking like there would be some deep listening going on because I'd I'd have to really tune in like、mm. I. I doubt I'd be saying much. It would be more about like what I can hear, what I can sense, and how I can like understand their life and their experience and how they, you know, grew as a as a as a human and what they were exposed to and what life was like for them. You know, it's a big、mm. powerful practice. Yeah, yeah, I'll let, I'll yeah. You know. Yeah, like I think. I think it was like a listening, and I really、mm. recommend if you do, you have to walk super slow and、mm. like. There is a way of walking, like slow, feeling the earth on the, you know, feeling each step, breathing, consciously calling them near you, and saying, "I'm ready to listen. How are you? Wow! Tell me your story." What's on the、know? other side of that? Yeah. So on the other、mm. side of that, I don't. I actually <laughs> don't know. You've caught me right in the middle. Um, so then I did that, and then then I wrote my shadow vows. Shadow vows. Shadow vows.、Oh, of course.、Um, so I I think if so interesting. I know. Have, have you ever been at a wedding where they've no, I、vows? haven't. But I I、like、yeah. <laughs> but I thought、um, I just really wanted to for. Myself, and I think when I do actually get married, I do want to do it because it's been.、Yeah. It was really cathartic. So I wrote my shadow vows.、That's、I read I them. About,、really. I read them to a friend at the、yeah. weekend in the lead up to this week, where I was going to obviously read my more beautiful vows.、Mm. Um, but yeah, my shadow vows were like yeah, things like I own that.、Um, I own that. What's I? I can't think of them, but I'll think of something now. But it's an example. Is I, I own that when I'm feeling really insecure, I might overcompensate by,、um, being overly creative or、mm-hmm. like being ov yeah like overly needy or something like、sure. that. Or I、yeah. I own that.、Um, sometimes I may not feel.、Um, As financially adequate as I think you might need me to be, and that will、mm. play out in X, Y, and Z ways.、Um, or, yeah. So the one thing I can think of is like what I likely rise, like trying to get attention through like、uh, exposing like. Like doing a workout and then walking around in my boxes and being yeah, like, yeah. I'm just trying to get attention because I don't feel good. Yeah, or like yeah, doing yeah. something subliminal that would like get someone's attention. It's like a shadow side of、yeah. me that's like needing like some sort of validation or、yeah. attention. It's not there. Yeah. So that is、mm. a shadow vow that you could write and share、mm. with a future partner if it was something like. Sometimes I might, you know, I'm a person who I own that I'm a person who does need a lot of attention and、mm-hmm. um, affirmation in words. And sometimes you'll see me prancing around the house、um, <laughs> like a little <laughs> unicorn slash peacock because all I really want <laughs> is for you to stroke me and tell me how amazing I am,、yeah. <laughs> you know.、Um, and that might annoy you sometimes, you know.、Yeah. So 
it's just naming some of the things that are the reality mm-hmm. um yeah absolutely. within relationships as well mm. so so you're married yeah so then yeah so then yesterday was the big day and that was like it it was surprisingly like i went through literally all the motions so i did the ceremony as um yeah i did the ceremony did the readings um did the vows and honestly like felt um so i got married in two different ways so the first way was um through a lighting a a, a unity candle it's a filipino ritual um that i learned from a couple i married actually this year and um i'm a celebrant as well um so yeah so i lit so one member of each side of the family come and light a candle and then the couple then um mm-hmm. light a, one ca- candle together in unison and that's a way of marrying the two lineages so that was one way and then the second way was a hand fasting um where i tied um a symbol around myself and my partner um and that was um yeah like a cord to unify um but also as a symbol of unwavering um strength and togetherness and yeah um so that was one way um and then oh and the vows we read our vows and then the final way was just the traditional way like in sickness and in health mm. till death do us part stuff um so what do you think is the most symbolic thing of, of this um well, when you s- i guess the most symbolic thing like the, i guess that i'm not after like what the the like number one of like reason the reason of of why you why i went through this why i went yeah. through this um I think I went through this for the journey actually mm-hmm. off the prep work. Yeah. It was I think I cuz I really did like I was like, "Whoa, this is incredible. Like I would not have gone through all those relationships mm-hmm. and like done all this eye eye dotting, you know, T crossing. I would not have gone through all the inquiry of my ancestry and how that's impacted my relationship on relationship because I wouldn't have felt the accountability to someone else mm. um and then the 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 shadow vow process was so impactful for me because we're not perfect like i remember actually saying that to one of my exes like I remember like her being like mama about something no offense if you're listening and me being like mama <laughs> about something mama about something and me being like babe i'm not a cardboard cutout from harrods mm. um but actually i think a lot of the time we don't create space to name our shadows when we're going into relationship with people like mm-hmm. this these are some of the ways i play out like these are some of the ways i might act if x mm-hmm. y and z you know i don't think we're in a society a culture yet that enables that so me writing those vows and then saying them to someone a friend at the weekend felt like so relieving cuz suddenly i wasn't hiding all this shit about me that 
sometimes comes out that I just don't know. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that's been such a great gift. Um, and yeah. then the vows themselves, like realizing what I do want to say and then channeling what I hope to hear from someone and actually feeling like I deserve to hear that. Mm. Um, and I think that was a big thing. Like I didn't, it was, yeah, it was incredible realizing that I, I feel deserving to hear that because as a person who's been a serial single person most of my life like I didn't really realize I was kind of dare I say it ready for some form of um look at me evading like I'm basically uh, ready You're for baby. some form of I'm vaguely ready for some form of that's yeah, like such a commitment I'm skirting around it but what I did realize from the process is that I do want the romance I do want the commitment the commitment and I do want to hear those words from someone and I feel really <laughs> feel a bit vulnerable right now um it was lovely to hear the words and to see that I was receiving them um yeah thank of, you for sharing yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> so all i get from that is that it would have been so easy to just not do that yeah 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 it would have been so easy to just be like oh, i don't need to hear yours these are mine yeah 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 but like in that moment of like no no let's really go all in on this all and not in. shy away and just be like can i hold that when i don't need to because you can just you can actually choose not to hear someone or like not to fully take something in when they're really speaking to but to do that to yourself mm. like to really like take that and film yeah. the whole thing i filmed the whole thing i've got a 42 <laughs> minute one woman show of me playing like yeah. seven different parts of a whole wedding ceremony that I'm actually going to submit to my tutors. And I'm very, you know, when you're like, I was watching it and I literally was cracking up. I was like, okay, not sure the world should see this, but maybe the world could see it one day. But that's been interesting that I do know it's going to be observed. Mm. Um, so it's, yeah. It's, so this was part of the... It's part of the training, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's amazing. I could see this, like, I mean, it, it likely is. I don't, I don't know. Mm. I think it's the first time I've heard of, like, that process. Yeah. But, like, it's, what would the world look like if we reached a certain age and we had to do this? Yeah. Of, of, of some sort. I don't know what that looks like, but it, it's a powerful practice for sure. Totally. And, like, in the world, I think also in a world that asks us to, it doesn't ask us or force us, but when people mm. are like, oh, so you're married? Are you in a relationship? Oh, you're coming on 40 now or coming on this. Like, in a world where, yeah, like, being married or being coupled up is such a thing mm. I've actually found this ceremony like one of the most liberating things because I realized that I can give that to myself and I can go through those processes like all that prep go through those processes on myself and also feel the benefits and the feelings um whilst doing it so that's been interesting i mean i even had the anti-climax after like the post-wedding blues of like done all this you know been 15 pages of a script had the big day mm. and then after just being a bit like 
you know. So you the honeymoon? I've got a honeymoon, so I'm going to South that. Africa and Zimbabwe next week. Wow. Um, and we'll be with my family, so I can't, you know, I can't think of a better way How to... How will they feel about this? Will you communicate? I probably will communicate it. I think, as always, I'll just be like, that's Sam. Like, I think my <laughs> my my family, um, yeah, my mum... I'm a speaker too. Yeah, yeah, my mum always says the one thing about being my parent is just letting me be. Um, and sometimes she doesn't understand why I'm doing certain things, um, mm. but she knows there's a there might be a good reason. So mm. um, I'll share, and they'll be like, "But can you meet someone in real life, please?" Um, but I know they'll also be yeah supportive as always. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know anyone else has done this? Like, how many are on the course? Are there, yeah. So in my class, I think some people have decided to marry different other people and I'm not allowed to talk about other people sure. in terms of the course but I do recommend um the school it's called one one spirit interfaith foundation um mm. and the great thing about this training is it's not just about being a celebrant or a minister but it 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 really forces you to embody every, like the ceremonies you are going to do and come up with the um, the way those ceremonies are going to be done in mm. your own unique way. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so invaluable that they're like, if you're going to be marrying people, you need to go through the whole process so that you understand what those people are going through. Mm. Um, you know, right down to the vulnerability, the confronting feelings, the, you know, am I actually ready? You know, um, I wouldn't have... If I hadn't taken myself through the process, I wouldn't have the insight that I know I'm going to need when taking others through mm. that threshold, you know? Sure. So Just like you said about the dating yourself, that to me yeah. is, is similar because it's, it's like, how can you bring in something um, and live it now, mm. you know? Like calling in a future, so I want this to happen, I want that to happen, well... Why can't that be now? Like, can I access that feeling now? Mm. So I, so I, it's kind of like a manifesting, you mm. know, situation because you're, you almost become being, becoming an energy that you want to be familiar with, you want to associate with. Mm. So m marrying yourself in this capacity, you really are calling in a future that you want to live because you're living it now and you, you get to know that feeling. Mm. You know what it feels like to be in that space with yourself or another and generally it is about yourself just to just to hold like so much uh, yeah love and care for yourself like that's how I want to feel mm. that's how I can feel mm. and then when I'm in a relationship partnership I I know if it's there or not you know? mm. and I think you just hit the nail on the head is the thing I realize is I can meet myself before meeting someone else mm. and I can meet the things in me that I've been looking for without needing someone else to meet those things. And that's what this um, self-ceremony really did. Um, yeah, I like if you can out there, write yourself some vows, write yourself the shadow vows, write yourself the vows mm. um, that you would say to a, a, a potential lover. And also write, see what comes through when you tune into that potential lover and write what the vows they would say to you. 
and then say both vows out loud in front of a mirror and just notice how you feel like mm. it's pretty yeah it was spectacular is this what everyone was doing at the date night uh oh yes <laughs> tell uh, me about what's going on in the world what's happening in london oh dating? my goodness so me and my friend ron like i i think he won't mind me sharing i will not share his surname but we uh like a while ago just decided we wanted to meet new people and we didn't know how because mm -hmm. we are both busy and also know lots of people so it's almost like you don't yeah it's a weird one um what was the motivation Why well meet more the the initial motivation was that at the time i fancied someone and i actually was like oh i don't want to put my eggs in one basket because um, I wasn't feeling a hundred percent like secure, mm -hmm. um, and so like literally, I think I talk say too much. I could have <laughs> left some of this out, um, but anyway, um, yeah, I was feeling not very secure, and I thought actually I don't want to put pressure on this thing. So what if I started a matchmaking night with my friend and mm. we started, we just invited people and that would be a way of meeting new people. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so we set up this. You invited this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, oh. no. God, no. Um, um, told them about it, but yeah, yeah didn't invite them. Uh, so set up this night. Mm -hmm. um and um yeah and the whole concept was that it was our friends and our friends were each encouraged to bring a friend and we we want to start a new sort of dating culture that is not very much about like trying to get a date from the room but that is like you come mm -hmm. to these events and you're curious about everyone because you don't know who you'll meet and if maybe their friend they'll have a friend who they introduce you to sure. so the whole thing isn't about like it's all about connections it's about connections mm. it's not about yeah it's not about like going to this thing and it being like a an intense dating um yeah, you know experience, experience thing yeah so yeah have a connection exactly we do do some pair work where we get people to you know to do some reckoning and reflecting and sharing and that's powerful because yeah. I think we could all do with that practice. Yeah, walls that... So many walls. However, um, yeah, what what was lovely and why we're doing another one on the fifteenth of January um, is because we've realised that it's not about it being for hooking up. It's actually about it being for us practicing making new friends and seeing where that goes. Mm. Uh, and obviously the underlying theme is maybe we'll get laid one day. Um, and yeah, but that's like a far away distant need. Mm. Um, there was also something that came through, which is actually just wanting to I, I know a lot of people, but post pandemic, I'm like still finding that I'm looking for my people mm. in London, you know, like mm. a lot of my, I've got like amazing, like creative friends, entrepreneurial friends and everything feels, yeah, like not work related, but yeah, I've just been like looking for something else as well. And so 
what was lovely about Friends of Friends is it sort of brought together different kinds of people. Mm. Um, and we didn't talk about what anyone did or who anyone was. And actually, some people I didn't still, you know, don't even know their names, but it, it was about connecting with each other and... Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, bridging communities yeah 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 and intentionally having to do that intentionally mm. again because we were all in our own echo chambers and we yeah. all experience the same stuff and yeah it can get yeah just quite i don't know it depends on you know what, what your goals are like mm. how you're showing up in the world but for me it's like we believe we're like if i'm in certain spaces and we believe we're making an impact mm. and like and, and being as inclusive as possible but like inclusive in how many circles how does that you mm. know how does that translate into the the mainstream of things because mm. it might not and mm. i think like trying to yeah find ways that you can bridge certain circles and uh, bridge echo chambers essentially because mm. you're all in your own kind of way obviously social media does that but it also exaggerates it as well yeah yeah um, but i like that yes bridging no. bridging echo chambers <laughs> i think that's exactly it it's like how do we create these new hangout spaces mm -hmm. that bridge different worlds mm, and i think sure. that's at the foundations of friends of friends um and alongside that we've got a black book that is uh, have you filled in the black book? I need to send you this link. <laughs> got a black book link, um, which people fill in and they share what they're looking for. Okay. And me and Ron go through it and we see if we can match people up. So, um, yeah, that's It's just, great. I know exactly yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's great. I feel like at this there's age... lots of amazing women. Being, there's lots of amazing men. Yeah, no, in the forms. Oh, in the Yeah, form. so we need more men. So need if there's any men listening, <laughs> I'm going to give Chris the link. Please sign I'll up. Give you that yeah, power. yeah, yeah. Again, in the day Ah, uh, no. But it's, I think at this age, like, I'm yeah. 35 next year. Okay. But, like, it's so... It feels really great to to know myself well enough to get into a healthy relationship mm. like i know what i doesn't serve me and i know myself that much now it's actually easier for me to find someone mm. because i know what i you know when you're young you just you're drawn in different directions and it's it's pretty it was unconscious for me mm. a lot of the time mm. so it's like knowing what my patterns are knowing what the templates are knowing what like opportunities come in and like what the resistance is when i'll meet someone else like if there's resistance yeah maybe like lean into that it's not a signal to just eject but if it's you know i like that you know it's yeah. it's like it's like understanding these different ways of relating and like yeah if it's all of you know it's all one thing or it's all just like magical and there's just so much energy maybe not yeah 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 that's you know it's it's not worked for me before and it too much of like that spark is like ungrounded actually mm. but how can i meet someone in their like raw authentic humanness and like it, maybe it's not even someone that and this is the bridging it's like maybe it's healthy for me not to be around people and a partner who's like me who's exactly mm. the same because then we can like we can check in on each other and like see each other's blind spots more so than if we were both doing the same thing. Mm. I don't think it's one or the other, but I think there's there's different ways of seeing. 
It's definitely not one or the other. And yeah. something I really value now is friends with different opinions and mm-hmm. friends who see the world in a different way. Because I like that was actually one of the things in my vows is like I imagined that future person saying that they promised to be like another perspective and to bring another mm. perspective because they know I value that and I really Should we try and disagree on something? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We like, haven't we yet. I'm sure we will. <laughs> we will. We're both very strong characters. I think so, yeah. We'll get there, we'll and we'll and we'll pull through somehow. Mm. We'll look in each other's eye and go, I fucking love you, but don't piss me off, mate. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. think this should not happen. Uh, I, you're like, I think that should I, not happen. It's a part of me on the podcast. I'm, I'm like, I'm holding space. I'm asking questions. Being really curious. Mm. Curiosity is like the the gift I could bring to this. But then it's like I'm just agreeing with a lot of the stuff. It, would I agree with if I wasn't on the podcast? So that's sort of trying to create congruence in like how if I say the value of the podcast is authenticity authenticity then can i just you know challenge and and just i think i want to do that more essentially i think i think do i think if that's you know if that's something that's coming through definitely do like i know sam when i'm being sam the minister or sam the celebrant i have to take my own personal beliefs out of the way to be in service Mm. of the people and it doesn't matter if they've got views that I don't believe in, my job is to marry those people, be in service to them, spiritual counsel them, like accompany and believe in their highest good. And it does not matter what I believe when I'm in that role. However, when I'm Sam, Mm. the speaker, motivational speaker, and I'm, you know, I'm there spreading a message or something like that that's where I feel I can have and share an opinion so I think it's for you to decide like is what is this podcast do you want it to be a place where different speakers come Mm. and they feel like it's a place where you know you're holding space for them Mm. and all of that or do you want it to be a place where actually it's about different views being brought to the table, being shared, and that's okay if you don't agree? Like, yeah. I'm, do you know what? Like, again, through this training that I've been in, which I believe really is leading me to be a peace builder in the future, I have learned so much the value of disagreeing in a really good way yeah. and like being able to hold that. and and being able to hold that and someone being like actually sam like i realized i'm more okay with saying sorry when i don't und- when i've gotten something wrong this year than i've ever been mm, um but it's interesting people are still afraid to for co- about confrontation somehow i think there's something in the culture where people are afraid of confrontation whereas i'm actually okay with getting in a confronting situation Mm. and i uh, with the right people because i know that we can move through it and land um Mm. we you know and land somewhere like good honest authentic yeah i think there's a could go so many ways with this yeah but there is there's yes and no like there are people that just love conflict i know it, it actually 
what I observe is that yeah. they don't have to focus on themselves if they're mm. constantly at war with something else. Mm. And I witness that and I'm like, well, surely it starts here. Like, uh, is what you're um, standing for mm. with your voice, with your actions, like what you're mm. what you're also standing for with you. And, mm. and that might be food or mm. whatever it might be. Food's a bigger one that I don't actually talk about on the podcast too much because I know I have sort of strong opinions about it. Okay, so- what are your opinions? <laughs> this is your moment. <laughs> You don't have to care. It's all good. I don't even I mean, know. Just in, but then I've been also wrong about lots of things. So I'm like, yeah. it's, it's just a, it's an, a build up of energy. Yeah. That I have of like, what is and isn't food, and do we all understand that? Mm. And can we all can we be just a hypocrite? I'm a hypocrite. Like I'm okay with that. Like I'll have a value around this, but then I'll also sometimes do this. Mm. But I'm aware of it. You know, with, with food because I. It's, I'm just, yeah, it's just one thing I'm just, I'm not, it's not black and white. The mm. day is different to, to tomorrow and, you know, food, food, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that's, that's really it. Um, like, and this is where I'm arriving to, like, n- nothing is binary. The world isn't binary mm. anymore. And I think where we used to be in a world that was more patriarchy, we're now moving into matriarchy rebalancing Mm. you know a little bit of everything and part of that is this thing about there isn't one truth there's sometimes multiple truths there's always more than one solution to any challenge and it's okay to have two-pronged approaches to life sexuality gender all the things um and yeah i'm really and I, and I think as humans, we are still learning this as well. I think as humans, we are still learning how to host this non, like me even as a non-binary person, um, I, who doesn't mind the pronoun she, her as well, just so anyone knows, um, like I, I, I understand and host that and at the same time, I'm, I still feel like I'm still learning to have multiple perspectives on certain issues mm. and to allow that within my system. Um, yeah, yeah. Truth so to just a lot of sides yeah. of truth, right? Exactly. You can have a truth. It's different to the truth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, this is like really bold of me to say i think the only one truth is that there is love and there is light Mm. and that we are all made of light um that for me has been the only that's the only as oprah says what's the thing that you know for sure the only thing i know for sure is that we're all made of light um like and when you zoom into each humans, all our particles are light. Mm. Um, and we are on planet Earth, um, which is part of the Milky Way ga- galaxy. And I think sometimes we forget. Um, yeah, which isn't going to be around forever. Which isn't going to be around forever, exactly. In this, in, in this iteration. In this iteration. Mm. So when it comes to truth, for me, everything is movable. Sure. But, but that is the only thing that feels true. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the biggest things you've been wrong about this year? This year, God. Um, golly, golly, golly. 
where should I begin? Um, I've been wrong. Well, I am. <laughs> God, this is deep. And you know me. I'm like just going to out myself. I hope I don't end up in jail. Um, so <laughs> I think a really big thing I had was that I, since closing my last business, there's some things I just hadn't resolved because I, A, I was feeling, you've known me actually since then. It was about a, 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, since closing Morning Gloryville. So now uh -huh. about four or five years now. Okay. Um, so that started in 2013? Yeah. But I, as in when I closed, like when I exited, sure. so when I stopped doing it, so one of the things since leaving that business was because I had such a mindfuck mental breakdown on leaving. I actually didn't, and I didn't have a team, etc. I actually just did not deal with some of the things, the administrative things, um, like just financially, tax-wise, company's house. Like there was just lots of stuff that I just left hanging because I had such a mental breakdown. And one of the things I had to do this year, well, I didn't have to actually, I chose to do, was contact my bank, contact HMRC, and actually just be honest and be like, I'm really sorry to my bank. I've been an absolute pelican. This is what happened. I, I've been avoiding it because I've literally just not known what to do about this 60,000 pounds. Like it was just hanging over my head. Um, and lo and behold, um, my bank actually ended up pardoning me and of 18,000 and the other amount was given to the government and I ended up just through sheer honesty and admitting that I had really seriously fucked up and done things that wasn't right aka not attending to that really important admin which I now also call spiritual bypassing mm. so by not attending to that um, and admitting it I actually got the help that I needed wow. and that was really humbling um, yeah that was really really humbling um, I think something that I'm, I'm currently working through is that I feel is something that I'm still trying to get right um, is my relationship with smoking cigarettes. Like I, I really, it's, it, it has like, and this is the thing with addiction, right? Like I'm like, oh, it's really good for me. I'm less of a bitch, you know, I'm so much nicer, but mm. I, I find a way to justify I find it. ways to justify it, but I am noticing how smoking cigarettes is stopping me from taking responsibility for my health um, and fitness and so of course I'm like when I go to South Africa I'll be with my family so I won't be smoking so therefore that will be my thing but I feel like something I have been getting wrong is my like relationship with my health and actually um yeah, when I'm working on an intense project, I'm like so on it, blah, blah, blah. And when I'm not, for some reason, I let myself off a bit. So I would, I think there's something, there's something there I'm not mm. quite getting right on the self-love front. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something. Um, I, um, I, I don't, I realize my communication with when I fancy people is, appalling 
In what way? In the sense that I either don't tell them, tell them in weird ways, or mm. it's basically there's something when I basically express like a creative mystic, like, and so I'm mm. learning to put words to things. Like being elusive a little bit. I'm quite elusive. Mm-hmm. I'm quite elusive. I'm quite aloof. Um, and I really saw that about me this year and it feels like, yeah, a do, do you shadow. feel that that is what is attractive about you also? Probably, but to be honest, I'm like, <laughs> um, like I fancied someone for a really long time and I just did not tell them, but yeah. I didn't realize I didn't tell them because I was doing all this stuff. You thought you were. I thought I was, yeah. but I realized actually I wasn't. Um, and so I think there's something in the way I communicate what I actually mean. Mm. Um, and actually today I was speaking to a friend who was like, oh, you did these two you you said these two passive aggressive things and actually then we went into why I'd said them because it's not really my nature mm. to like go at people and I realized I did it because I was hurting and I was pissed off about stuff but I wasn't saying it so therefore it came out in weird ways so there's just something around expressing what I mean what I feel um when it's coming up rather than doing it uh, like later or doing it in like really weird artistic ways because um that can be harmful or just seem like really weird so mm. so yeah and as i say that i'm burping releasing <laughs> so relaxing. i love this the human experience the human experience this is what it's about so so i, I think, think a, a lot of people things. can relate right and I, I think there's something to do with technology in the modern day and how mm. we live and it's quite easy mm. to shut the door on something and never see it again mm. and it, it kind of plays to our yeah our shadows our leakiness as humans mm. that like oh, just the, the the times where we just can't deal with the thing and actually we just we can put our phone down we don't have to have the accountability like yeah. we would if we lived in a village and everyone yeah. sees what you know you have there's some sense of that and that's why i think it's so important to be in community have friends yeah i talk about it so much like have friends that you really trust that can call you in when you yeah are not living up to your own standards yeah yeah because yeah. anyone who loves you and knows you is going to be like well this isn't clearly conducive to your growth and come on let's stand for that first you know and it's 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 powerful yeah when yeah you have yeah those people around you totally sounds like you do well i think i do i think i'm i'm a little bit in i'm at the moment i am grieving a community so, um, so when did you move back to london yeah so i moved i moved um in 2020 at the beginning of 22 well, yeah. yeah yeah at the beginning of 22 and um, after two years in Devon, where I moved beach, during the pandemic, yeah, where I had a beach party, that looked amazing. It was amazing. Um, yeah, so I lived in Devon during the pandemic years, um, those historic years, um, and then I moved back to London because I, yeah, I felt like I was missing um people and opportunity, opportunity mm. and I feel that I'm quite called to yeah whatever that might be i think it's been good being in london like it's it's 
actually it is good. You it's, can't compare it to any other city. You just, yeah. It's a very, it's just like its own space in, in our country. Totally. Um, and even in the world, I don't know. I've not been to too many major cities, but like I try and avoid them when I go traveling. But it's it's like as a major city, it's got, it's a lot. And people are up for stuff. Exactly. In, like, in many ways. And that might just mean like showing up more or yeah. just have there's, of course, two sides to the same coin. There's people that haven't got any energy that live here. Yeah. Um, but I feel you can find a yeah, as you know, it's like finding an, a groove with certain people and can really catch an amazing wave and just mm. quite, go far quite quickly with people. Yeah, and I think there is something... Yeah, I think there is something in me because someone was like, why did you move back here? And I think... I I still know that I know that I still have things to learn from people here mm. and actually being in London in the last year I do feel more resilient and more of this world and if I'm honest when I wasn't in London I was missing the diversity that London breathes mm. you know like I go around the corner and it's like mm. it feels like I'm in Africa like around that corner and then I go that way and I'm in a totally different yeah. part of the world again so I do, there is something about London that um, I didn't realize when I was living in the countryside is actually like mm. a tonic, a medicine, mm. you know? So that's been interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Powerful. So much to share. So much to share. <laughs> I know. I knew we could, we could go on. Mm. Um, I think that might be a nice place to yeah we love london we love so we end on love london. yeah yeah love yeah we're ending on we love london we started <laughs> with not. what does it mean to be human mm. um what does it mean to be a human in london so what's yeah. alive in you right now what what are you here to create and what's uh, what what are you excited about what's to come yeah i'm so excited about going to Zimbabwe. south africa and zimbabwe yeah. and just being with my family um one thing I am thinking about for next year is what am I going to be creating artistically to express um, some of the things that I feel challenged by in the world. Um, as I said to mm. you, like I've always been a person who speaks up and says how I feel. Um, I'm really curious about creating some sort of artistic project or performance that encapsulates um, some of the themes and things that mm. give me pain and joy. Um, so I guess there's something calling me into my artistry a bit more. Mm. Um, and I don't know what that looks like. Um, yeah. Oh, mm. and the one big thing is obviously I'm marrying more people, doing <laughs> more ceremonies. So I will share that link with you, Chris. Um, if you are getting married or you want to marry yourself or have any blessings that you really want, I would love to be your celebrant. Um, yeah, that's it. Amazing. Mm. One more question about creativity day mm. to day. What day does that look day. like for you? Do you have like things that you just go in on and just create? Like what, what what's the kind of like practices yeah. that you do to help yeah. with your creativity? So actually this is what I mean about the smoking. Um, mm. <laughs> 
Sorry, listeners, because I'm sure if anyone listens to Chris's, you're probably the healthiest people on this planet. And I, <laughs> I did found Morning Gloryville and totally got everyone on this health and wellness tip. And then I'm really sorry to have let you all down uh, with my nicotine sticks. Um, but anyway, um, one of the things I have noticed is the time... I am using smoking is usually time I would paint or draw or something like that. So mm. one of my things when I come back in January is resetting up my easel, resetting up my painting station because, yeah, like I'm one of those people who does a bit of laptop and then I need to just play and do something mm. with my head. Um, I'm playing basketball in the mornings and that's been incredible. Um, so I'm instead of going for a jog or to the gym, I do uh, basketball whilst I call it basketball in Buddhism. So I shoot hoops whilst chanting Namyo Renge Kyo um, because I am a nutter and love intense <laughs> practices basically yeah I love that with yeah. yourself or yeah with myself yeah 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 because yeah. it's just like shooting hoops right like that is a meditation. um yeah, yeah 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 so it's a meditation on presence and focus and love it getting that ball in at the same time so yeah mm. Mm. amazing thank you so much yeah thank you it's been thank so you. wonderful yeah being here and seeing your van <laughs> so incredible and reconnecting with you yeah reconnecting and yeah, yeah just learning a lot from you and the way you show up likewise yeah and i hope you just say what you feel it's your podcast it's your platform some people love it some people won't yeah. um again it's about meeting ourselves and trusting mm. that you're coming from a place of love mm. and when you're not you are in a learning for um, sure i think experience. trusting myself as well trusting myself that I can hold the conversation let's say it is about food and I don't leak out too much mm. it's that I'll later regret so it's like t trusting that I can show up to a conversation that like I have so much I guess opinion I know I have a lot of opinion about mm. that like I won't, I won't think oh I don't want to say that I shouldn't say that it's mm. like trusting myself just to be there be in that arena I know that I'm learning too so then it's like strengthening the muscle of mm. not judging and not like having too much charge around mm. what I'm saying. Mm. Like just being centered and speaking from a place of integrity and love, also confidence that mm. this is what's true for me and this is what I've understood. And mm. yeah. That's so interesting. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that, not leaking too much. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I've totally failed on that front. Um, pinky promise, everyone. Let's keep it all in the podcast space. <laughs> Thanks for listening, people. I'm always so grateful for you and the listeners of the show. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. This is the best zero cost way to support. And if this podcast is providing you value, please get further involved by donating as little as £3 per month over at Patreon. If you do so, you will get bonus content and you'll be invited into a private WhatsApp group and on a bi-monthly call to dive into some topics covered in recent episodes. In addition, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and leave up to a five-star review 
This helps the podcast tremendously. If you have questions or comments or people you would love me to get on or even topics you want me to cover, please say so in the comment section on the YouTube channel, link in the description. Please check out our sponsors mentioned at the beginning, two brands who I wholeheartedly support, Wild Soul Sandals and Exhale Coffee. For discount codes, the links are in the description. There is also a link in the description where you can subscribe to my monthly newsletter where I share musings and info about events and discounts. If you want to share any episodes, please do so on Instagram and tag me at the.chris.geisler and tag me in your stories so I can repost. That is all. Thank you so much and for your interest in questioning life.